Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And today I have with me Brad Sims, who's the president and CEO of Gale. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I guess let's just start by saying, uh, kind of top level, what is Gale? Yeah, so, you know, when we think about how to describe Gale, we call it a business agency. And, you know, it's not a term that's overly popular in the marketplace right now, but from our perspective, it really combines the best of management consultancy and agency services supported with data and technology. And, um, you know, that's, a, that's an idea we had three years ago when we started the agency and, you know, through some nuanced pivots over the last three years, um, that kind of core idea has held. That's something I find really interesting because I'm hearing it from a number of sources now. Businesses which were traditionally management consultants, consultancies are starting to provide some agency services and vice versa. So are your, are your roots in the agency world or, or management consultants? Yeah, so it's actually, we're purpose-built to bring those two together. So if you go back uh, three and a half years ago when we decided we were going to start an agency, myself and the founders, you know, we had this idea and we saw this trend happening in the marketplace. And the trend was this, you know, with the advent of digital marketing and digital spend, CMOs were under an increased amount of scrutiny to be accountable for their spend, like they had right. never been before. And so they were turning to business consultancies to help them justify ROIs and, you know, spend rates and all these ideas that all of a sudden they were being held accountable for. And what we were seeing was they would work with these consultancies and get great deliverables and they put them on the shelf and then they turn to their agency and they'd be like, I got a great idea. And they would try and be the hub. And so three and a half years ago when we got together, the idea was if we could bring those two kind of concepts together, purpose-built to connect top-tier business strategy with top-tier agency and support it with data, we could actually eliminate the deliverable pass-off that wasn't necessarily hitting the mark and, um, and bring that to life for CMOs. And that was the original idea. Today, it's very popular. As you know, everyone's talking about it. Um, but back then, that was the space that we saw, the space that we built the agency to sit in, and we still sit there today. And it's one of the factors, transparency, because one of the difficulties, I think, for the traditional agencies has been that they were used to just, they run a campaign and then they provide a report at the end. So these days, that means they're providing something which is the outcome of an enormous amount of data crunching, but the CMOs don't have much visibility into that. And then the consultants come along and say, it's difficult to justify this because we've only got the bottom line. We don't see how they've arrived at that data. I think transparency is one issue. I also think visibility into how that idea kind of transformed into the campaign that's going to achieve something is just as big an idea. So what we do with our clients is we sit down and understand their business and we actually kind of deconstruct the challenge or the opportunity and then pivot that into a campaign. So the marketing department is very clear as to why we're recommending that. Mm -hmm. We're all aligned on the fundamental business metrics that we're looking to change. We're all aligned on what we're measuring. And then when you run a campaign, measurement is much easier and transparency is much easier if seven months before or seven weeks before you were like this is what we're trying to affect and I think you know one of the things we see a lot right now is marketing departments like we want to run this campaign so we're going to run the campaign and then they're like we want we want transparency in the data 
but it wasn't really clear what we were trying to achieve or measure. We weren't aligned on the objectives or were we solving the problem? And then the marketing department's like, well, we thought we were solving this problem. And they're like, but, but that's not what the day. And that creates a lot of fun. So, so it's kind of bringing folks along through that, that actually makes, to your point, transparency easier because you have alignment way up front. Okay. Now, one of the things I'm wondering if you do, and the answer may simply be no, is are you involved in advising clients about marketing tech solutions? In other words, they're running things themselves in-house, but they want to know what should I be using for email, CRM, so on. Absolutely. So, you know, we definitely bring an advisory aspect to our business. So at Gale, we have some of our own tech that we've built. Mm -hmm. And kind of when we think about the marketing tech stack, there's gazillions of players. But we kind of simplify it down into a few. You have kind of the customer data platforms, which takes all of the data in, views the customer longitudinally. Then you have kind of the decisioning layer, which basically finds the insights, you know, you hear all the terms, AI, machine learning, robot, predictive this, predictive that. And then at the very top layer, you have the channels. And I think that's where there's been a lot of explosion. Mm -hmm. You know, what we do at Gale is we bring with us kind of the customer data platform in the decisioning layer. And then we advise on the platforms, whether that's, you know, Catalina, the POS, or it's Salesforce for CRM, or it's Bronto or Stelligent, or, you know, whatever. It could be mobile, you know, social. We advise on that um, with our clients. And you know, even go so far as to help them run RFPs to select those channel solutions if it's the okay. right thing to do. Got it. And you, you mentioned the data platform. Mm-hmm. That's in-house, or yes. can you work with, if, if the client's already got a DMP, you can work with that? So we can work with a DMP. Um, our data platform is a little bit different. So mm-hmm. our data platform is based off of first-party data. It's also based off of historical data. So one of the things we do when we engage with plat- with a client is our platform, which we call Alchemy, we get a historical cut of data, right. um, you know, three, four, five years. And then what we do is we reformat it into how a marketer would look at it. And then working to solve the business problems that we collectively work for, we customize, you know, as everyone has an algorithm, we customize our algorithms to give them insights to solve their business problem. And then what we do is we help them execute it across all their channels, which could be anyone's technology. So that platform which we bring, which is really predicated on first-party data and insights from first-party data, is our kind of proprietary platform that we bring with us as part of our consultancy gigs. I see. And you're... Presumably you're taking on the client's data, you're taking data from their CRM, if that's appropriate. 100%. So, you know, often clients, um, you know, as they're in this evolution towards more measurable business-driven campaigns, are often starting to think about it as CRM. And what we say to clients is the next generation of CRM is really about when you're interacting with customers, you know who they are. What is the insight or the next action you actually want to communicate to them? That, for us, is the next generation of CRM. It's not really the channels. Folks often think of it as a channel play. We view it as an insights play. The other thing that's really critical when we think about uh, the space is we'll actually help brands protect their first-party data. Because if you're a large brand, you're dealing with nine or ten agencies. So if I give my first-party data to nine or ten agencies and I'm like, find your own insights. What ultimately happens is I have nine or 10 messages to nine or 10 to different customers from the different agencies that have come up with the different insights. So what we say is, look, we'll cultivate the insights from your agencies and we'll syndicate them to the channels. 
uh, sorry, um, we'll find the insights in your data and we'll syndicate them to the agencies for you. That's a big role that we play yeah. that, to be frank, is enabled by our business strategy side, which is a trusted advisor side, mm -hmm. which you know, allows clients to feel comfort in us looking at and understanding their first-party data. Yeah, fascinating jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> the CRM, in order to be able to do this kind of thing, it must be pretty agile and up-to-date. So is that, is that onus on the clients to have like CRM data, which is really good, or do you have a role there? Yeah, no, we absolutely have a role there. Um, you know, so we do two things. We understand where their data sits. We advise them on how they can collect better data. But with most clients, we can work with their data. You know, we have this term at Gale called data anxiety. Whenever you show up to talk to a client, they're always like, I have data, but I have data, <laughs> but I have data, but we've, we haven't really run into a client where we haven't been able to work with their existing data um, to drive measurable, meaningful outcomes through the channels. Um, but to your point, advising them around better ways to collect better data to help drive their marketing department is definitely part of the service that we bring. Okay. I think people are coming to realize how valuable and important first-party data is after, I think, a period when everyone was excited about third-party data. Exactly. So, but if, if a client says, okay, our social conversations are important, what's happening out there is important, we want to use this probabilistic data 100%. as well, uh, would you then be recommending solutions for that? So, um, in our platform, we can definitely bring in uh, third-party data as well as second-party data. We can match it probabilistically, and we can use it to hone insights that we're seeing from the data. You know, there is an interesting kind of um, development happening in that is when folks look at first-party data, even enriched by third-party data, they often view their customers in segments. We prefer the term clusters. Okay. The media folks view it as media audiences. And the question, and I think the thing to be solved, is how you connect those two. But um, if a client is looking to you know, put a DMP in or looking to you know, collect additional third-party data, we can definitely advise them on ways to do that in a more efficient way. Okay. And uh, the kinds of campaigns you're executing, marketing campaigns, advertising, display across the board? Across the board. So, you know, um, for our casino clients, we have a large number of casino clients. Um, we do everything from running monthly offers for them to uh, running display to running social. Um, for um, our automotive clients, we are their CMR ag CRM agency. We do direct mail. We do email. Um, for some of our CPG clients, we even own their website, and we do a lot of work with, with web. And then, you know, for a client like Bank of Montreal, we actually build technologies that their advisors use as a branch to advise customers via data around better products and, uh, and services that they could, they could buy from the bank. So it's really across the board on the enablement layer, but all driven by business and data understanding. Okay. Now, one thing, a uh, piece of information I did have is that you're doing something with a very big automotive client with their CRM account. Can we talk about that? Absolutely. So, um, you know, BMW, we are the CRM agency of record. Um, you know, we spend a fair amount of time with uh, BMW, not only, as I said, only helping with their direct mail, helping with their email, but really helping them to understand their customers and, uh, and help to understand those insights that can be shared across multiple, uh, multiple agencies 
that all have a job in touching those customers to sell more cars for that client. Okay. Um, I, I guess time is running fast already, but I wanted to get you to look ahead. And um, data and digital marketing are with us as long as the internet doesn't break. 100%. Is this the future for agencies? Will there be a continuing role, I guess I'm asking, for more traditional agencies where they do the creative, they, they have the ideas for the campaigns, but they themselves can't bring digital expertise to the table? Is this still going to be a niche for them? I think there is a niche for that. I think the pivot that the larger agency networks need to make is around understanding the data and partnering with organizations that can help to advise the creative in a more targeted way. What we're seeing is, you know, there's definitely a place for awareness and brand-based marketing, but that is shrinking. And as you get into the consideration set, that creative needs to be more purpose-built for what the touch points you are you're having with your customers. And I think that that pivot away from, hey, it just can't all be upper funnel. It has to be purpose-built for various scenarios, and the creative has to be built with that in mind, I think is a critical, uh, a critical shift that you know, we're seeing some of the better um, traditional agencies make, but it's a critical one moving forward for agencies, I think. Okay, understood. And just to finish up, I, maybe I should have asked you at the beginning, what's your kind of... Geographical spread. I know you've got yep. a number of offices. Are you New yep. York based? Uh, yep. So yep. we are uh, New York based. Um, so this is our headquarters. We have an office in uh, Asia, uh, based in India, and we have an office in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Brad, I think we're really getting a sense of the future way in which agencies are going to develop. So I'd really like to thank you for sharing with us. No, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming and chatting. And thanks, everyone, for listening in, and look out for the next one-to-one podcast.